Taking over for another HR party of one isn't easy. I know because I just stepped in for our own organization. Hi there, my name is Sarah Hecht and I'm the new host of Bernie Portal's HR Party of One series. In this episode, I'm going to share a bit of background about myself and how I became the leader of HR operations for a small but growing business. I'll also cover common challenges that people in my position face and opportunities for HR to improve your organization's operations. By the end of the episode, you'll know how this transition process should look and how you can make the transition as seamless as possible. Today we'll cover a quick introduction of my past experience, common challenges that new HR parties of one face, and opportunities for new HR parties of one to improve organizational processes. Let's jump right in and get started. I'd first like to share a little about myself and how I got to where I am today. I'm originally from Long Island, New York, Farmingdale if you wanna be specific. I went to Long Island University where I studied healthcare administration and also received my master's in public administration. As you can see already, I've always had a passion for people and thought I'd pursue either nonprofit work or healthcare. But like so many other HR professionals, I didn't immediately enter the human resources field. In May of 2016, I started my first adult job as a customer care manager for Bright Star Care. I did this for a year and I loved it. It was filled with compliance, schedule management, and helping people. A little more than a year later, I had an opportunity to move to Tennessee and continue this role as the company's Nashville office. I did this for another year, and if you're paying attention, this is where I experienced my HR aha moment. We were joint commission accredited, and we had an auditor come in. Although we passed our renewal for the accreditation, we had a lot of work to do. This was all put on me and another team member at the company, but I loved every minute of it. I got to go through files and enter them into our HRIS, because prior to using an HRIS, everything was stored in a closet. And I got to implement a process in the hope that they would never have to go through this hassle again. It was so exciting and rewarding seeing everything come together. I also learned a lot about HR policies that I did not know prior. It was after that I realized HR is the place for me. In March of 2018, I had a great opportunity fall into my lap and I became the operations manager for a small software recruiting firm. I thought operations was my place, but really loved the HR side of it. It was a small company, so I did a little of everything, which should sound familiar for everyone watching right now. I worked there for two years until COVID hit. Unfortunately, I was laid off and needed to continue my HR pursuit elsewhere. Well, in July of 2020, I found Bernie Portal. For nine months, I held more of an admin role for our HR party of one who, at the time, was Ryan McCoslin. I learned a lot, but what stands out the most was that over the course of those remote work months, my love for HR came into focus. I knew this was the space for me. Unexpectedly, I had an amazing opportunity to become the HR party of one for Bernie Portal in May of 2021, and the rest is still coming together. I never imagined pursuing HR. You might have felt that same way at one point too but it truly is a place for me. It has everything I love from people to compliance. I'm more than excited to see where this takes me and to share what I learned with you along the way. I've already learned a lot from my first week as Bernie Portal's HR party of one, and I've faced my fair share of challenges too. I think it's only fitting to share those issues with you because no doubt you faced them yourself. Maybe you're like me and you just stepped into a similar situation. Let's talk now about four of the most common challenges that new HR parties of one face. Number one, inheriting issues with little to no context. 
This goes for almost every role that someone steps into, but the consequences are often much greater when you're in the human resources field. It's something I'm quite familiar with because I inherited an issue in my first week. Here's what happened. I got a call from Bernie Portal's labor employment attorney about an inquiry from four years ago. First, I didn't know we had a labor and employment attorney. Second, you just heard me talk through my background. I wasn't even living in Tennessee four years ago. Still, I had to take the call. It all worked out just fine, but because I'm now in charge of our people operations, our CEO expected me to handle the situation myself, even without much background knowledge on the issue. Number two, balancing being fair with natural empathy. Another issue HR parties have won face when they step into leadership roles is the constant conflict between being fair to employees and the organization and your own natural empathy. Let me explain. Recently, we welcomed our team back into the office for the first time since March 2020. It was a big adjustment and a major first challenge for me. In another episode, we'll talk in more detail about how your own team can return to the office. I quickly found that my inclination to help others was put to the test by one employee's request after another for special treatment. We had one team member who moved without letting us know until shortly before we returned to the office. Another wanted the company to preserve his position and keep him working even though he didn't live in the state anymore. And a job candidate actually convinced us to hire them with the expectation that they'd return to the office, but they then changed their mind and threatened to quit if they couldn't work remotely. You want people to come to you and talk through these difficult situations and find a positive outcome, but we also needed to find solutions that were fair to both other team members and the organization. It's tough to tell people no, especially after you've just met them. But I'm reminded of a Stephen Covey quote that speaks to this. He wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he once said, you have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage, pleasantly smiling, non-apologetically, to say no to the other things. And the way you do this is by having a bigger yes burning inside. The enemy of the best is often the good. Saying no to someone's request or demand is saying yes to the larger organization's culture and long-term goals. Number three, big jumps in new responsibilities. Going from an administrative role to a full HR party of one isn't easy. You might know exactly what that feels like. I don't have any formal training in HR operations. I don't have people around me to keep the staff in line. It's just me. Stepping into a new HR role also means that you're not only inheriting pre-existing issues, but also that you're missing out on some pretty important institutional knowledge. Number four, pre-existing processes that require input. A final common challenge new HR parties of one face is navigating pre-existing processes and policies that predate your tenure. You're not going to immediately be familiar with every single company policy. I had this issue with our paid parental leave benefit. We have an employee who requested to use this benefit within my first month on the job. I didn't know the ins and outs of it right away. There's always some hesitation when it comes to this kind of thing, but I had to make it work because that baby was going to arrive regardless of my understanding of the parental leave policy. I just covered a handful of challenges that new HR leaders face. Thankfully, it's not all doom and gloom. I have a few solutions for you as well. Use an HRIS to get up to speed. Bernie Portal uses our own human resources information system, also named Bernie Portal, to centralize and standardize HR processes. Here's how it helped me. Once I became the company administrator, I could see the most important information about employees. I also reviewed our internal org chart found in Bernie Portal to better understand which employees reported to which managers. 
Combined, these helped me better understand the dynamics of team members, their managers, and leadership. I also had access to one-on-one transcripts, which we've covered in past episodes. This helped me become more familiar with a lot of the employee requests that I received once I stepped into the role. Finally, I had full access to Bernie Portal's applicant tracking system data. It was super helpful just recently when some of our hiring managers came to me saying that they didn't have enough quality job candidates. I went into the ATS metrics and found that we actually had dozens of qualified candidates who our team hadn't followed up with yet. Without the ATS, I was at the mercy of what the managers told me. Now, I can make my own informed decisions to help hiring managers be more effective. Rely on continuing education to get up to speed. You're not gonna know everything right away. That's okay, because continuing education courses help. Thanks to Bernie Portal's own CE program, which we call Bernie U, I've been able to learn so much about a wide variety of HR topics, from 1095C compliance, to employee management best practices, and building company culture. We have a ton of great resources for beginners and pros. The best part, they're totally free to take, and you earn CE credits for SHRM and HRCI accreditation. I've included a link to our Bernie U homepage in the episode description for your reference. Ownership over HR communications and operations. You might not know everything right away, but one thing you have total control over is how you respond to your team. One of my immediate goals was to improve our response times. Now, when people reach out to our HR email, I make it my mission to get back to them with a response as quickly and efficiently as possible. We use Zoho Desk, a ticketing system, to handle these inquiries. It helps keep me organized and streamlines the entire process. And while I might not know the answers right away, I can quickly let employees know that I'm working on it. Using a single HR email for employee requests also makes it easier for me to reference contacts on past requests or issues if I need to. Similarly, once you take over HR operations, you don't have to double check the decisions you make with a supervisor or superior. You don't have to ask for permission. If a labor and employment attorney calls you about an inquiry from four years ago, you should feel empowered to pick up the phone and do what needs to be done. Another component is working with outside vendors and agencies if you don't have a formal background in HR. For example, I now rely on the same labor and employment attorney I just mentioned for expert input when making important decisions about our team. Using these professionals only enhances your ability to do your job well. Time for a little bit of homework. If you're in my shoes and you just stepped into a new role, I want you to make a list of challenges you currently face. Actually write them down. And then I want you to make another list, this one with solutions to those challenges. You might not have one for all of your immediate concerns, but for the ones you do, you have the chance to make some pretty significant changes right away. That's it for this episode. If there's one thing I've learned that I want you to take away from this episode, it's never say no to the next opportunity. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell for notifications about the latest HR Party of One updates and new episodes. And remember, your job is as strategic as you make it. Thank you.